Welcome to the Career Conversations with Vicki podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Mueller Espinosa. I'm a career strategist and meet fascinating and accomplished people who have amazing career stories. In this podcast, I'll introduce you to friends, coworkers, and acquaintances so you can hear their career tips, tricks, and strategies. I'm excited to introduce you to them and their stories. I hope you'll be inspired and excited to apply what you learn to your own career. Today, my guest is Nir Magnazi. Nir is a leadership coach focusing on developing managers who can then reduce stress and burnout and deliver exponential results from their teams. Today, we're going to talk about accelerator skills, what they are, and why they are as important as our technical skills. Welcome, Nir. What is an accelerator skill? Thank you, Vicky, for inviting me to your podcast. It's a real honor to be here. Accelerator skills is what people often call soft skills. There's a reason why they're called soft skills. The problem is that many people, when they talk about soft skills, they relate soft with not so important because they're soft. What we found out is those skills are as crucial to your development as much as your technical skills. So when me and my partner, Lynette Winter, started to discuss what are the skills that employee needs to grow, we started talking about soft skills. And what we saw is without those skills, your development actually stops. There's only, you can reach only so far with growing technically. The more we're growing technically, the more connections we need to make the more interpersonal relationship that have with people, the more people we need to influence. And as we become technical leaders, we need to start leading by having others do the work. So we lead through others. How can we lead through others without great communication skills? How can we lead through others and influence without being able to articulate a clear goal? How can we influence others if we don't know how to ask great questions about them? We can see that just growing technically is not enough. We have to also grow our interpersonal skills, aka soft skills or the way we like to call them accelerator skills. Owning those skills will help us really accelerate our career. Really like that. I think that's a, a, a really good way to think about these skills that maybe we don't put enough importance on. I know that when we look to our technical leaders, as they start to move up, we look not only for their tactical capability, but we start to look for their strategic capability, their ability to role model, to mentor, to help others. And so these skills that you're now calling accelerator skills are the ones that help us go beyond the technical capability. So how... If I'm not so good at some of these softer things, um, maybe motivating others or defining a clear goal um, or getting people engaged in the work, um, how do I learn those skills? What would you recommend I do um, to practice? And I think you hit the right word. It's practice. Usually we don't practice because we're afraid. We're afraid of the result. We are afraid of what will people say if I'll come and try to influence or ask them to do something. And because I'm not an expert in conversation skills, 
then something might go wrong. And how would they perceive me if I ask them for something? So the best way to start practicing is first find language. Find good questions. Find um, sentence openers. And usually I find those in books or imitating other people. I need first to define those accelerative skills as one of my goals. Let's be very specific for a second. Let's say that I want to get better in influence. I first have to go and research what does influence mean. And I'm sure there's a lot, there's a lot of books out there about influence. Just go to Amazon, get the top ranking ones, read the uh, feedbacks, the reviews, and choose one that might be helpful for you. Read the book, write down all of the openers, the strategies. Then if you can, find a partner. Find someone to practice with your safe zone, your practice hall. Who is one person that you can speak with and practice saying something and trying to influence someone else? As an example, um, influence is all about first understanding the other person. What are the needs for the other person? If we're not going to meet the other person's needs, there is no way in the world that we're going to influence them. So there are many techniques on how to understand what what are the needs of someone. Let's say that I want to influence a VP. They're high level, they're, they're highly ranked in the company. They have different needs than what I think they need. I can ask, for example, who already presents that VP? Who already knows what I don't know about this VP? I can go and ask them, hey, I want to present to this VP this idea. What does he care about? What does he need to hear? Here are two examples. One VP cares about data. If you don't show him the data, there's no way he will even take one step or take a risk with you. Another VP is all about potential. He wants to see the potential in what you're offering. If you won't have some vision, and maybe he wants also some numbers to enforce those, that what you're trying to preach, then he won't go forward. These are examples of things that you can research, learn, practice, and you should start small. Make small steps that are not uh, frightening. But the key here is practice. And if you're brave, which means that you're willing to conquer your fears and take a leap, just go ahead and do that on your first opportunity. Just go in. I like that. Um, In career development, we talk a lot about having your board of directors or those people that you can rely on around you to help you grow, to ask questions. Um, Each of them may be holding a different role. It sounds like it would be really good to have someone who is very good at influencing on your board, your personal board, to bounce ideas off of, to understand how to approach um, a particular VP if that's what you're looking for. Um, have you also encountered people who have gotten reverse mentoring? So someone maybe who reports to them or as at a lower level than them, telling them maybe how they would be influenced as well. So it's one thing to influence up, but it's another to be able to influence down, right? To be followed, right? Um, to develop those followers as well. Yeah, and here I think the question is, how do you become a leader with the people that report to you? You can be their manager and you can be their leader. Manager will tell people what to do. Manager mm-hmm. the work. Leader creates a vision, basically creates the future, 
and then by drawing a compelling future and showing others how they can be positively impacted or be part of that future, that's how we lead people. We start by walking there on our own, just like Forrest Gump. Just start walking. And then people see the value in what you do. And then they start following you. If you have a compelling future, you'll be able to influence your um, team, maybe your peers, and you'll start influencing all around the 360. But it starts with a compelling vision. And with it, we don't have to assume that everyone will follow us, even not our employees. But when we are curious, when we are caring leader or a caring manager, we start to listen and be curious about what other cares about, what others care, cares about, what do they think is important? What do they want to fix? How do they want to positively impact the future? And you can draw ideas from there and you can actually help them lead part of the task or part of the vision that you have just drawn. All right, so in Accelerator Skills, we talked about leadership, right? Uh, influence. Are there some others that you could describe uh, beyond those, what other uh, skills are considered accelerator skills? I'll name the, the one that I think is the most important, and it's a foundation for all the others, and that's listening, effective listening. We're so often stuck in our head on what we think is right, where we think the whole is, why we think it won't work, or what we think is um, the reality. Well, here's what's going on. There's no such thing as reality. There's only perception of reality. It's how we see things based on our values, our thoughts, our upbringing, what happened to us um, in life. And the other person who's sitting just next to us has the same exact data and he has a different opinion. Why? He has a different perception of reality, a different perception of what's right and what's wrong, a different story to tell about why he came to that conclusion. And listening is all about being curious about their story, about the way they see the world. Stephen Covey says in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, first seek to understand, then to be understood. Now that might seem, oh yeah, of course, that's easy. Well, this is so hard. It is so hard to tell ourselves, I might be wrong. The, only, the way I see reality is my story of how reality looks like. Now, can I just quiet this brain of ours and listen to the other person and be curious about how they see the world? What's their story of what's going on over here? Then maybe we can find mutual things. We can start talking about, okay, is there a way to work together? Is there a way that we can both agree on? And what we'll find if we listen is that we learn a lot of new information that we didn't have before. I like that. So um, good advice for anybody working on career development and starting to work on their accelerator skills is to one, be curious, right? And two, to listen to what we hear back um, because it may differ completely from the story or what we believe our reality to be. So Nir, can you tell me a story that would um, exemplify seeking to understand for our audience? What does that sound like or look like um, in practicality? Well, as a manager, I was once moved to another team. Um, I managed a team for a long time. I was very comfortable. I was an expert in that team. I managed it for, I think, 
four or five years. I was really feeling very comfortable. One day, my manager comes to me and says, next week, you're going to move to another team. What? Why? Why are you moving me? Oh, because they need a new manager. Well, I don't know anything about that team. What they do is not my area of expertise. It's actually the farthest away from my area of expertise. How am I going to manage them? And he said, well, you're okay. You'll, you'll do fine. I trust you. And that was the end of the conversation. At that point, I was so scared. I managed the previous team because I used my expertise. I was an expert in their domain. Now I'm going to be moved to a team which have no clue what the team is doing, have no clue what the, the clients of the team do. How am I going to manage this team? So a week later, I moved to that team. And because I couldn't help, I couldn't contribute anything for my expertise, what I did is I went to my customers, the people that we delivered a service and a product to. And I asked them, uh, tell me, um, what is uh, your success criteria? And they answered, you deliver a tool, you need this tool to do this and that by this time. And that sounded clear. Okay, so what are your challenges today in what you do? And they described their whole flow and where they are in, um, in the process of design. So I got to understand how our tool helps them. With this, with this information, I went back to my new team and told them, hey, this is what I heard from, my, from our customers. It was a big fight about what they actually need and what they don't need. And I told them, this is what they say they need. They are the customers. They know what they need. Now, if we want to have a discussion about a solution and how to give them that need, then by all means, let's go and talk about it. And we did. We met all of us and we got very clear on how can we as a team bring the best value to them. So when I go back, I want to say thank you to this manager who just pulled me out of my comfort zone, threw me to a team that had no clue what they're doing. So the only thing I could be was to be curious about what's going on, seeking to understand. Actually, I had nothing else to do. So that was a huge lesson that I got. I love that. That's a great story. So sometimes our managers do know better than we do. And that challenge to get us out of our comfort zone and be uncomfortable, um, you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable in order to yeah. learn and to grow. Yes. So you definitely were accelerated in your ability to communicate and listen. Yep. I was accelerated. And that's how you get, or that's how you're helping your team get exponential results. Really good advice um, for the audience and for those thinking about their accelerator skills and what's going to help them get to the next level. So Nir, I want to thank you for your time today. I know you're a busy guy with a lot of people to mentor and support in your role as coach. So um, thank you for um, sitting down with me and having a conversation. Thank you, Vicky.